Testing, testing, one, two, um, three. <laughs> Is that the appropriate number that comes after two now, or have we changed that? It depends. <laughs> it could be any of the numbers. Any number could be three. It could identify as three. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole numbers into absolute value. That would be. That's a math thing. An absolute value. Well, math is. Math is very, very problematic. <laughs> Guess what, Bobby? By mm-hmm. the way, my name is Jordan Bruno. This is Bobby Flood across the desk here in the bunker. Yeah, today's this is the Mind Virus Show. Today's Monday, May 16th, 2022. And this is, Jordan is correct. This is the Mind Virus Podcast. Find us on the internets at mindvirus.show. Speaking of the internets and mindvirus.show, we set forth a threshold of comments that had to be reached on a certain post. This is episode 72. We said 20 comments will result in a t-shirt being produced. We got 21, so sorry guys, we have one extra. We will not be able to produce the t-shirt. Yeah, you could work 21 for the, comments. You could work for the Washington for the Post Ministry of Truth with that kind of logic. 21 comments. I'm sorry, folks. It was so close. There was 20 for a while and then 21. Yeah, but one of the comments is yours. Um since we're audio only eye roll, <laughs> blank face, whatever. So, uh uh we have to come up with an idea for this t-shirt now. I think that it says 21 because somebody replied to somebody else's comment because I'm seeing the very last one here is Corey who says, I'm commenting just so we can get 20. (laughs) Right. And recommends a travel-sized Book of Mormon. What is a travel-sized Book of Mormon? An iPhone. (laughs) No, there there are little teeny ones. Um, I think that... They used to sell them under the uh, guise or uh, context of military. They were military mil-spec, scriptures. Mil-spec that, scriptures? Yeah, they could slip into a pocket. I, I wanted to get the mil-spec. The ultimate version of the Garments. Mil- the, the green garments. Okay, the green garments. But you have garments. to show military ID to buy those, Maybe you which could I don't forge, have. Forge a military ID. And then I, the nice ladies at the counter will be like, oh, this is so nice. You just pull out a gun and say, I, I got... I got this training in mili- in the military. Now give me the things. So uh, the ultimate mil-spec copy of the scriptures would have been the golden plates. <laughs> Durable. Yeah. Heavy. Long-lasting. Heavy-duty. Like 60-something pounds, didn't Joseph Smith say? Uh, I don't know. Did he weigh them? Did he use like a fisherman's weight? I don't know. I don't know where uh, I, I've scale? heard that number, but I thought that they were something pounds is like pretty 60 good. pounds. Grab your uh, 10-year-old and try and lift him above your head. Well, I mean, you could do that. 
but now try to do it while people are wanting to steal them from you or kill you or a 10-year-old though can walk on his own the golden plates lay hidden deep in a mountainside until the lord found someone faithful in whom he could rely did you spend a lot of time in primary I mean, yeah, I, junior the primary, same, the same amount of time. You mean as a kid or as an adult? Did you, yeah, did you have to do the refresher courses as an adult? I was. You know, that's why I, they send you back. I was in primary. <laughs> yeah, for see? for a time. That's why you have to go back. It's because you didn't get it the first time around. I, that might be true, but you know what else I got the second time around? Severe headaches from the, the yell singing, <laughs> the screaming. <laughs> Yeah. I also got, uh, uh, I developed a habit of getting up during sharing time. That's what we call it, right? The group meeting of kids. Yeah. If, if you're not uh, lucky enough to have been steeped in the LDS culture, the Mormon culture, primary is the Sunday school class for the kids under age 12, 11? 12. Well, yeah, 11 now, they I keep, guess. They modify that, right? They modified that. But it's for the kids, and it's usually split into junior and senior primary, depending on how big your ward is. And if you get stuck in either one, most people kind of feel uh, a little miffed about that until they get back into elders quorum and realize, oh, primary was great. (laughs) They talk about interesting things in primary. (laughs) There's some life in primary. There is at times. But I, I developed a habit of leaving sharing time for a few minutes and doing a lap or two around the church just to escape some of that life. Serenity now, serenity now, serenity, serenity now. now, Jerry. <clears throat> well, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> we did not plan on talking about primary. We uh, we did get twenty one comments, so I think that. In the real world, on Team Reality, that requires that we do a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. We are going to, on this today's podcast, we are devoting the episode to preparedness, which I think is a timely discussion. Don't you think? I mean, maybe. I think things are, are, are pretty good right now out there. Hey, forward me that email that I sent you over the weekend. You, the, did you get one from me that said prep for the prep? Yeah. Why would I need to forward you an email that you sent me? Because wouldn't I don't have? I sent it from my desktop computer, <laughs> and I don't have it on this. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Right. I'll, I'll give it to you. You know, you, you send can it, sync send it to those. my Gmail. You know, you can sync those, right? You can have. No, not the way I do it. I, by the way, I'm a tech guy. I know how this works and how, how to avoid um, any sort of ease of use. I, uh, I don't know. Is my I, Gmail in there? I don't know. Why don't you tell us all what your Gmail account is? No, I've got it. I see it. Oh, good. There's, a, there's two dots involved? Yeah, it's uh, jordan.thebomb.bruno at gmail.com. All right. Do not reply. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, p- p- 
preparedness is something we've talked about a bit recently and for obvious reasons, right? We have record inflation. We have uh, food shortages. We have baby formula shortages. We have uh, gas prices that are all-time highs. Or we, least, have, we have uh, uh, politicians openly talking about essentially destroying the First Amendment and the Second Amendment because there was a shooting in a state that uh, has already destroyed the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. Right. That was New York. If you didn't see that, there was an unfortunate, very unfortunate happening over the weekend there. Some guy shot up a supermarket mm-hmm. because he was an, he's crazy, just crazy. And that does not mean we should all turn in our guns or stop speaking truth. In yeah, fact, the, the contrary, what, what they, in fact, I think the guy even noted in his quote manifesto or in his materials that he went there because they would there was a low likelihood of anybody shooting back this stuff doesn't happen in uh emory county utah <laughs> just uh, where everybody's got guns or you know yeah, eastern the, wyoming uh, remember the the shooting in salt lake city at uh, at the trolley square a few years ago yeah i'm familiar with that one and then the guy that uh there was another one where a uh, guy arrayed in military garb was shooting up the area and was shot by a police officer. And didn't he pick Charlie Square because it was a quote no gun zone? I think so. Wasn't that part of the Yeah, that was a different reasoning. one though. I'm trying there right. was There's, two different there was, shootings. There's Charlie Square and he was shot by an off-duty police officer. Yeah, he got shut down pretty dang quick. But he did I think kill kill a couple people if I remember police right. Police officers are pretty uh serious about carrying their guns into no no gun zones. Like they, there's uh, legal legalese. There are laws on the books that allow officers to carry their guns when they're off duty, regardless mm-hmm. of the policies of whatever status establishment they're at. Right. And like, say, for example, the location formerly known as the Delta Center. Mm hmm. Uh, I know of officers who proudly take their guns in there. <laughs> and the idea is that uh, they're no dummies. They're not going to be unarmed when some some crap goes down. So when they go in there to probably watch a Utah Jazz basketball game, do they flash a... Because uh, they're going to set off the alarm. They have to flash the badge. And do they ever get any grief from the... Uh, the ones I know have not. But if you try to take a pocket knife in, you get you get uh, yeah. run up a flagpole, thrown out, put placed in the stockade. Probably. What's I I was at a jazz game a long time ago, and had to turn in my knife. And this is before they were just flat out confiscating them. From what I understand, they'll just take it from you now. They won't even let you check it. But what was funny was when I was at the end of the game picking up my knife with all the other guys that had to pick up their knives. It was like all the guys there, you're like, oh, yeah, all of these guys should be armed. You can just look at them. They're like <laughs> right. these serious dudes. They're not like crazy. They, you know, they, you, the look in their eye, it's like, yeah, we, these are the sheepdogs, right? They take care of everybody else. And they'd all been disarmed. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, I got to pick up the freaking knife. Get out of here. I have to do that again. You know? Most of the people, at least in the, in, the, in the Intermountain West, who are carrying a knife or a gun, Probably, as you said, probably should be carrying an eye for a gun. They're people that you want to have around in a bad situation. 
Right. Well, I was at the gun store the other day and uh, I make it a point to frequent the gun store every other day. And <laughs> talking to the guy at the counter about how many people were in there buying guns. And I'm like, yeah, we need more guns out there. We need more guns out there. And that's that's true. But he, he made the point, yeah, we need more guns in the hands of, of people who are uh, safe and effective. Yeah, people who know how to use people them. Who are, people who know how to use them. Good people who are trained, people who uh, Not just can handle themselves. how to use them, but actually have a pretty good idea of when to use it. Yeah. I would argue that we just need more guns out there in general because most people are inherently rational. That's why we have the rational man standard in the courts. And that, uh, you know, we have automobiles kill far more people than, than firearms every year in this country, right? Drowning in a swimming pool is, is a higher possibility. But we, we dole that stuff out like candy, right? It's like anybody can have a swimming pool. Anybody can drive a car as long as you're willing to go through the licensing process and see people will try to get you on that one point and say, oh, see, we need a licensing process for guns. No, no, that's in the Second Amendment. It says shall not be infringed right there. That's the, that's the key to that point. And does it though? Does it really say that? Shall not be infringed, yes. Oh. Congress shall make no law. Remember the First Amendment? There's these two key uh, phrases. It's a living document. <laughs> well, anyway, where was I going with that? The point, the point is that this idea of self-defense, having a, having a knife, having a gun, having some form of, oh, you know, some form of defense through time memoriam, there was never, ever a licensing requirement. It was just understood that people will take whatever steps they can to defend themselves, to, to, to be able to affect their safety, to project force if necessary. How come they don't, <clears throat> how come they don't make sure that people coming into a, a, a jazz arena or getting onto an airplane aren't uh, experts in hand-to-hand combat? You can be pretty deadly with your hands and your body. I, I, I mean, should, should do, in order to do these things, should you have to wear like big sort of mitts or something on your hands that would no you just have to check your hands at the door but but how do you do that see i think it's funny that they that they go to these great lengths to disarm everybody and then they go to great lengths to inebriate everyone yeah it's like we're gonna sell and maybe that's part of the logic it's like hey we really want to sell a lot of alcohol here so we better get rid of the guns because well they make a lot of money off the alcohol sales they're marked up. You can't bring your own in. So you've got to buy theirs. What is it? Like eight bucks a cup or a something. That's w- by the way, as I've w- paid attention to this, that's one good reason not to drink. Just the costs are like astronomical. Like a soda costs something like two or three bucks at the restaurant, right? But w- what, I don't know, what does a beer cost? I mean, I don't really know exactly, but... I've seen friends run up a tab like, I don't know if that, that's the wrong term because running up a tab is a technical term if you drink, right? right. But they've run up a bill. It can be very, the, f- the very food, expensive. It can be more expensive than the food. But a few years ago, the, uh, the sports arenas were getting a little bit of heat for- No offense to all you uh, drinkers out there. They were getting some heat for uh, getting everybody drunk and then 
sending them home in their vehicles. And so <laughs> I didn't think of that. They had so they to dis- so they disarm them on the premises and then they rearm them but they're inebriated. Yeah, and so now they have to shut down the beer sales in like the 7th inning or the 4th quarter because Is like, that a law or is that like a I'm pretty sure that's a law. And so now you know what people do? They just save their beers. They go there and they go up there into the 6th inning. And buy like 12. <laughs> I've seen people like walking back to their seats at baseball games or even b- basketball games with several to get them through the fourth quarter or the, you know, the last part of the game because they know they're going to shut down the sales. It's kind of like in Utah County where for a long time you couldn't buy beer on Sundays. So people who lived in Utah County who wanted beer either went on Saturday night and stocked up or drove up the hill to Salt Lake County and bought it there. Now, people find a is way. Is it really is Utah beer really beer because my understanding is it's like a lower alcohol content, is that correct? There's, like in the rest of the country they sell like 5% yeah, I think beer and we get like 3% beer. I think that's changed, but you could always get the stronger Beer, I think you used to have to get it at the liquor store, but now you can get it at the grocery why, store. Why does the state sell the liquor? Money. Oh. They have a monopoly, a monopoly on liquor. On the, yeah, so they, they make a lot of money on it. Yeah, you have these moral, virtuous people who are imposing their morality and their virtue on you through laws, and also they're profiting from it. I'll leave you, dear listener. Consider that. I'll leave it up to you whether or not that is moral or virtuous. <laughs> well, I know you're all wondering right now, what does this have to do with the t-shirt contest? And what does this have to do with the big prep episode? This is our, this is our big, at least for, for, for this... Uh, is it big? I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I know. was thinking of titling this the big prep episode. All right. But we'll have to see how big it really gets. I don't know if we can stay on topic that long. Because that, that, this, this is like a weighty topic. It's a serious topic. That's why I wanted you to send me my, my email because I had a good... Did you get it? Yes, thank you. I had a good overview of um, thoughts on, on preparedness that I wanted to run through real quick. Because we had decided to do this t-shirt contest, which I'm guessing at this point there's going to be a beer on the t-shirt based on our discussion I mean, of alcohol. We'll have to have a conversation about the, the t-shirt. and, and what, Well, I think we're going to do that on the air. Right. Should we just do that now? Or? Well, let me, let me give, me the sum- give you the summary, because, okay. uh, because the, the history, for those of you that are just joining us, the history was, and uh, it's too late, too late for you to get into the contest right now, but we decided we would give away a t-shirt to our favorite comment, which we were asking for on episode 72, we were asking for everyone to post a, for, uh, a, a, a less well-known or uh, some sort of an obscure preparedness item that people should stock up on right now while they still can. And we were going to pick our favorite one of those and give that person a t-shirt. The first t-shirt ever minted or printed by the Mind Virus show. which. Theoretically, in a few years, it'll be worth a lot of rubles. Yeah. Or 
rupees or uh, remnimbi or uh, a lot of uh, silver coins. Maybe. And a heck of a lot of dollars <laughs> at the rate we're going. It'll be a $20 t-shirt that'll be worth a million dollars. And maybe half a pack of cigarettes. And <laughs> two, so $2 million. Uh, that's the history of this thing. So uh, I think we should just jump right into it. Do you, let, should, you want to decide on what the t-shirt's going to be first? I think it's going to have our logo on it. Logo would be a good idea. Probably on the front pocket or on the arm. How, how much that costs more to print in different locations? It depends. I we think, could just put all these things because there's a lot of things that maybe we should make a big collage right on the center, center mass. Where's the Pfizer logo going to go? Well, probably on the back, uh, you okay. know, where, you know, like in the middle of your back up, okay. up high. That's where they like to put those. Or we could put it on the left side. We could do like a left side, right side symbolism. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, is it going to be, is it going to be, uh, can we spell Pfizer with an F though, please? Yeah. All right. I believe it is spelled with an F and a P. Is there a U or a C in the middle? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. that would be a different word. P H U. Okay. Um, it's the the correct way to spell it is with an F, by the way. Okay, starting with an F. P F I Z E R. Brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. Um, it needs some pithy pithy uh, saying on their slogan, right? On the t-shirt. Maybe we, maybe we should ask for input, or should we just figure it out right now? I think we should hash it out. Okay, let's hash it out. I mean, we, we have a lot of things that have been suggested to us over the course of the, 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 this, you know, the lifetime of this show. Or should we figure out who's going to win the thing first and they can decide? Hmm. No, I think we should just decide. Okay. In this author- authoritarian environment, I don't know that they would be able to decide. I think we could make the best decision for them. Okay. It could be a cartoony character of Spencer Cox's face saying... Now, Bobby, do you, let me just ask a question here. Do you want people to wear this and advertise for the podcast? Or, and are we going to tr- make copies of this, or do I get to make my own custom copy for later? Because I want Bobby Flood's face on, not... I don't want Spencer Cox's face. I know, but that, you, could- I know you look similar, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm spotting words. We don't look anything alike. Well, it could be his masked face on a, on a computer screen because he likes to wear. By the way, he tested for po- he tested positive for COVIDs. Really? Yeah. So did Stephen Colbert? Did he? There's been a few of those. Twice in the last three weeks. But he's grateful for the protection that the vaccine provides. Sure. It's kind of funny these politicians and celebrities when they test positive they have a they they feel a need to announce it to the world. Our governor released a press release, an actual governor's like stationary to tell everybody that he got COVID. Yeah, and of course he says the line. They all say the line. 
My symptoms are mild and I'm fully vaccinated and twice boosted and I'm grateful for the protection that the vaccine provides. It sounds like a testimony meeting. These people, these people are just robots. They're, they're, they're programmed NPCs. They say what they're supposed to say. I'm looking at this, uh, this stained glass window. The, um, the, what's it called? This is the Fabian window. Yeah, maybe we could do. Society. Maybe we could do some sort of parody on that. I was thinking we could go simple and just do like the Mind Virus logo, say mindvirus.show, and then put number one on it or hashtag one or number one listener. Oh wow! I think we might have just got it. <laughs> the number one listener, like one of those cheesy number one dad shirts. Greatest listener. I don't, I don't know if we want to do that, but like just number one, N-O period, and then one or the pound sign, which used to be the number sign, which is now the hashtag sign, number one. Yeah. That would, then that person that gets this t-shirt would know that they got the first t-shirt. Or we could say print one of one. Are we only going to print one of this ever? Well, I think we should because it's like special for this person that w- wins our contest. Something like this. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, okay, that's an idea. Okay, that, let me write that down as an idea. Okay. Number one. Would you really want to put Spencer Cox's face on a t-shirt? Well, it would be a cartoon of him. It would be a caricature. I know, but I'm afraid of the car- caricatures of Spencer Cox. Well, I'm just afraid of, you know, there's a saying, I think it was, I'm going to summarize it. I think it was Jordan Peterson said, if you're afraid of the damage strong men can do, wait till you find out what weak men are capable of. Hmm. Thought-provoking, And every time I think of that or see that quote, I think of Spencer Cox, because I don't know anybody weaker than that guy. Hmm. He's this extremely weak person, an insecure person, and I think he's capable of unspeakable evil. So would this be like a caricature like you'd get walking along at a beach or an amusement park where people do caricatures? Yeah, I don't want to do anything with Spencer Cox. Okay. Screw that guy. (laughs) <laughs> okay, fine. But okay, we could do, there's one here that says dad facts, because I did a number one dad Google search, but there's like, it's like looks like nutrition facts. We could do like a mind virus facts and have like facts. Like two plus two is problematic. Two, two plus two equals indecipherable. Or we could just have it say there are four lights. Yeah, that's more like a Star Trek shirt. That's a Star Trek shirt, isn't it? You must unlearn what you have learned. That's more of a Yoda shirt. We could we could go back through all of I play the radio's quotes. He's been he's been finding good quotes like the Atlantic, the ocean. We we, we, we promised we wouldn't say anything about the magazine. Not the ocean. Yeah. Because the magazine is uh, unmentionable on a t-shirt. 
KSL, the local communist rag, that has this, the same problem is that we put the word KSL on the shirt. We don't want to advertise for KSL. <laughs> True. And that could get a little, get more people going. Yeah, there is there are a few of those things that we've said over the over the uh, course of this show that could be a good T-shirt. Okay, if, I'm going to say we punt and figure out the T-shirt later. If we get 20 more comments on this episode, maybe we'll let you have <laughs> some input into the T-shirt. Yeah, we need to move on, but we will come up with that, and we will we will have that T-shirt soon. Do we know who we're going to give it to? Well, no, that. Well, no. Do we know how we're going to decide? Is it is this random? You and I, we're going to fight it out right here. Okay. But see, I told you I was going to do a little pre- preparedness, a uh, little prepping for this preparedness episode. And, and this is what I wanted to talk about with the listeners today, because it's becoming more and more clear that now's a good time to get prepared. If, if there ever was a time, I mean, okay, so 10 years ago would have been smarter, cheaper, Etc. You'd have had to haul that food storage around for a lot longer, but it'd be worth, you know, you would have spent half as much money on it. Uh, your ammunition, same thing. If you would have bought ammunition along the way or gold and silver or whatever, or Bitcoin for that matter, <laughs> you would have saved a lot of money. You can buy Bitcoin now and save a little money. You can save about half, yeah, from where it was. But it seems like the prep discussion usually turns to what gear do I need to get? Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking we go through these. Now we could choose. We, 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 this is going to be a totally arbitrary choice. Me and Bobby here, we're going to argue out which one we want. It could be because it was the funniest. It could. And by the way, there were lots of condom jokes, guys, what are you in like eighth grade? Okay. There's another way to get prepared, and I'll throw this out there. This could be the t-shirt slogan as well. Shoot people and take their stuff. <laughs> Shoot people and take their stuff. It's another reoccurring uh, pronunciation or, on or this. Or loot the corpse is, is, I think, the way we... <laughs> and for those, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Nina, I know you're listening. Those are video game references, okay? So just calm down. Just going to make a song about that. It's how you tell a little lie. It's how you tell a little lie. So, so we could, we could, obviously this is our contest and it's going to be arbitrary, but we did tell the listeners that it was going to be our favorite item that we thought was something. Did we, I don't know. I'm forgetting if we really committed to, we just said post your items that you think are, are going to be the best items that you ought to get right now that aren't going to be available in the future. So that was sort of the contest criteria. Do you have a, do you have a comment that stands out to you? Well, I think we should run through them. I think we should read them here on the air. Okay, let's do it. But before we do, I want to say this because it always, the, the conversation always turns to gear. Right. And if we're going to prep, if you're really going to make a serious attempt at prepping, preparing, you've got planning, you've got planning the planning. You've got pre-planning, right? You've got to consider all the dark scenarios. This, gets, this is where most people bug out from the prep thing, and then they wait until there's a run on something like toilet paper or guns, and then they try to get them, right? Because they have failed to plan. And if you fail to plan, you plan to... Steal. Fail. Steal stuff. So 
people, you got to think about all the possibilities, even if they're unlikely, because I think the last two years has taught us that even the unlikely scenarios look like they're becoming more and more likely. And one thing I learned in my, in the process of preparing, now I've been, I've been working on the preparedness thing ever since I was a kid, you know, done the Boy Scout thing. What's the Boy Scout motto? Always be tolerant. <laughs> okay. It is to bring a lot of food on the camp out. But uh, the motto is be prepared. The slogan is do a good turn daily. And the idea has always been, I think in our culture and in my mind, that you you just need to be a, a preparedness person, right? You're not a sheep, you're a sheepdog. You're taking care of trying to take care of people around you, trying to not be a burden on other people around you. And I'm not sure if ever you guys can comment on the on the website and let us know if that's what you learned out of your upbringing or whatnot. But that isn't that kind of what you got, Bobby, growing up? Yeah, of course. Along with uh, regular admonishments from church leaders to have food on hand. Get out of debt. Get out of debt was a big one that we don't hear a lot about anymore. Uh, to be self-sufficient, right? Yeah. To, to be in times of need, whether whatever that meant, right? It might mean a loss of a job or an injury, an unforeseen sickness. They would go through these scenarios, or and, a big, or a it, big catastrophe, right? But they didn't want to scare people. It's not like there would ever be a, a global. Those were talked food about often. shortages, or I remember a lot of talk. I remember or, a lot of talk about the. There was a dam that broke up in Idaho or T- something, Teton and how, dam. how great the. Uh, the church mechanism was that got everybody organized. And we have some people who lived through that. Really? Here, neighborlies. In the neighborhood or in that listen to the podcast? In the neighborhood. Who are the people in your neighborhood? I'll ask you after the podcast. But yeah, the te- the, I, I think you're referring to the Teton Dam. Yeah. And that uh, washed away. We, was that the 70s? I think, I think so, or the 80s maybe. I'm not even sure where it is, but I really like the Teton region, by the way. It's neither here nor there, but it's one of my favorite places in the whole world. Let's see. Google is saying that it collapsed, this is Wikipedia, in 1976. And what river is that on? Let's see. Uh, the Teton the, River. The Teton River. Yes. And that flows out of the mountains down into Driggs. Is that right? I would guess so, but I don't know Somewhere for sure. That, that Somewhere in that area. area. You know, we there's a really underrated, maybe maybe it's not underrated at all. Maybe I just didn't know about it. But if you're if you're driving to Idaho Falls, you can see the you can see the Tetons there, the west side of the Tetons. That side of the Tetons is as you get closer to them is really, really scenic. I think most people see them from the national park side, the, yeah. which would be the east side, and that's pretty cool too. But uh, if you're ever going up into that area, consider going through, going to the park, the, you know, up through the west side and getting close to the mountains. There. It's a pretty spectacular view. Good and, idea. And not as many tourists. Yeah. Well, we, we come from, a, at least the Utah Mormon culture comes from sort of a pioneer heritage, sort of, uh, uh, 100% from a pioneer heritage. And the idea with the pioneers was, hey, self-sufficiency. We came out to the West and pioneered 
the civilization from scratch. And it wasn't until many years later that the, the railroad got here and all the people started coming through. But that's, that is our heritage. So I think, I think it was definitely something that was commonly, uh, these were virtues that were commonly extolled, uh, ideas that were commonly taught. It, w- it was just in our blood to be, to be essentially preppers as Mormons when we were younger. And so, I mean, I've been, I've been thinking about this for a long time, but I really got into it around the time of the Y2K scare. Remember that? Yes. The idea was that the computer programmers and having somewhat of a technical background, I can see, I could see the possibility, right? That having only used two uh, characters for the year might, might cause interesting problems in, in some of our systems. Now, nothing happened, but uh, I think that was also one of our first, uh, at least as a younger adult, one of my first experiences with scare propaganda, mm-hmm. right? Because it didn't turn out to be a big problem, but there's always a possibility there. And I remember getting, getting some supplies st- st- stored away as, yeah, and as a young adult thinking, hey, this is, this is a big deal. I have a family. I need to take care of a few things just to make sure we're not left high and dry. The idea is that there's the, a crisis. The whole computer systems back then would fritz out or shut down and the, you might lose access to the banks and things like that. Uh, your water company might shut your water off or, or it would spark a space alien invasion or something weird like that was going to happen because they had only accounted for uh the 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 date fields only had two characters for the year and so it was going to switch from 1999 to 1900 instead of 2000 mm-hmm. because they didn't have the extra digits comment number 1 comes from TBM he says realizing this podcast is a long form version of Troy and Abed in the morning and he has a youtube link you replied LOL, ouch. He replied, I mean it in the best possible way and in the hope that Bob and Jordan in the morning will do an episode about how we truly are in the darkest timeline. So Troy and Abed in the morning is a show within a show on, is that a community? I think that's the name of the show. It's a TV series. Yeah. And these two characters have a fake morning show that they do on the show. Have you ever watched that? Not in, in depth. I, I watched the link he sent and I laughed. This person TBM tells me that it's really funny. Yeah, I've heard that. One of their favorites. <clears throat> so that doesn't have anything to do with prep. So do we delete uh, so, those three comments so, and go back to 17 or 18? <laughs> we did. Well, we didn't. Uh, no, we I didn't think we crossed we? the threshold. So then I play the radio as another thing that has nothing to do with prep, but he, he has some t-shirt uh, ideas. He says, create the labels and attack the labels, and then KSL, the local communist rag, which are, are both things that one or one These of are us quotes said. from the episode. Feeding the Hungry says, buy the old books. Yeah, I think that's a really good, thoughtful comment, by the way. Old yeah. books. Yeah, I think having... Books... You mentioned uh, when we were talking about the travel-sized Book of Mormon, you mentioned your iPod or your iPhone or something like that, some iDevice. Yeah. And that requires electricity. 
Is yeah. it gonna be? Is it gonna be like in that movie, The Book of Eli, where he brings his iPod to some way station and they charge it for him in exchange for some? I think he traded him uh, wet wipes or something. I haven't seen that one, but it probably Book of Eli could get that way. Oh, you should watch The Book of Eli, <clears throat> Denzel Washington, and the King James Bible. <clears throat> TBM's back and he says, well, y'all asked for preparedness item and I want that t-shirt. So don't forget that marital satisfaction will be more important than ever in the end times and electricity may be scarce. And he links to something that may or may not be appropriate for us to describe on this family program. I think that I can, uh, yeah, I think I can go ahead and read the title of the eBay auction he sent. It is a VTG unique Dr. Makura Plusocone blood circulator medical vibrator massage therapy thing. That's the title of it. Okay. So if you want to go check out what that is, it has a hand crank. (laughs) Okay. And now here's Pepe Le Pew says, here's a tip. As a young child in the South, I remembered washing clothes by hand and saving that water to flush the toilet. Hardly anything went to waste while I was growing up. Not sure what that's got to do with prep, except that maybe we need to learn how to reuse water. Well, see, this is why I wanted to go through my my little thought process first, because you got your planning and then you got your training and practice, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're in a situation where water is at a premium and you throw away the the dishwater or whatever, right? it might be really hard for you. You know, if you don't, you don't use clean water to flush the toilet, that's just a given, (laughs) especially for Pepe Le Pew here. So I think it's, I think it's a good comment. I don't know if we can count that as a prep item though. Corey says dirty water. Is that what we'd call it? Dirty uh, water. I think, I think the idea is to, uh, get the most out of what you have is the idea, right? Yeah. So if you're going to wash your clothes, by hand in a in a wash basin, then yeah, you could reuse that water for flushing toilets or cleaning the car or something. The car that is actually your home and it's stationary because you can't afford gas to move it. Corey says, just going for the t-shirt, a prep item that we have in our food storage that others usually don't is a five-gallon bucket of mixed candy, ranging from hard candy like Jolly Ranchers to candy bars. It's the one thing that we rotate very regularly. <laughs> Loving the podcast. Ever think about doing two a week? No, we have not thought about that. But we have thought about making this a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week permanent online show where we never stop talking. <laughs> You're just springing this on me, Bobby. I don't know, I don't know if I can commit to that. Um, my wife I, might like that. I like the idea. As long as we do it at your house. I like the, <laughs> I like the idea, uh, five can of not, not the two a week or the permanent show, but the five gallon bucket of candy. I think that might, yeah, that, that might be great for barter. Yeah. And just lifting spirits and having something a little sweet now and again, that isn't a freeze dried stroganoff or rice and beans or yeah. chicken broth. Jay Lamb here. Jay Lamb says, I've got three items. Urine tests, a clothes washing, hand cranked ringer, and rope and string. Now, when this person writes urine tests, I'm assuming that's like a pregnancy test? 
Or would we be testing the pH of a person's urine? What are we testing here, Jay Lamb? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what he was getting at there. He or she is getting at there. So, Jay Lamb, what are your pronouns? <laughs> you can't ask that. If, if anyone, if anyone so, ever asks you so, what your pronouns are, say I and me. That just completely destroys any future discourse. I and me. Those are my pronouns. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I, I'm going to say the thing. I think we need to say a pregnancy test here. I think that's what I would call it because that, that's an interesting. But you uh, wouldn't need that if you have what Doctor Rivera, Nick Rivera, Riviera, recommends. One comment below. Well, you might. Yeah, true, true. If those things work as well as the COVID vaccine, then you'd probably need several tests. I do like the idea of a of a hand cranked ringer. And some rope and string, obviously. Now, the idea of a pregnancy test is interesting because you're going to kind of figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. You just have to wait a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, eventually you're going to know. Right. Eventually you're going to have a little baby in your arms and you're going to know. I think, I think we're pregnant, honey. <laughs> uh, Dr. Nick... Riviera says, hi, now, wait, now, everybody. Now, this is coming from a doctor here, so this is a medical. True, this is not, true. This is not just like uh, seventh grade antics or anything. This is a medical doctor, and uh, so everyone needs to take this very seriously. He's making a medical so, recommendation. Hi, everybody. So I came here to point out condoms as the overlooked preparedness item, but it seems TBM beat me on that angle. We already mentioned that comment. So instead, I'll say socks, thick wool socks. Now, I had a question here. Was he referring, was he? TBM didn't beat him. TBM did not put condoms. No, but he had the marital satisfaction angle. Sure, but But Dr. Nick, I mean, this is a completely different item. Dr. Nick, I've got a question here, though. What I didn't know is if you were recommending the thick wool socks for the same purpose as the (laughs) condoms. Please clarify in the comments. Squirrely. Dr. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Nick said these would work. Oh my gosh. Squirrely squirrel. On to the next one. Says, as your list of items suggests, pretty much anything that's regularly consumed should be within your reserves, not just for times of economic collapse, but also for shopping convenience and flexibility during times of abundance. I'll add baby items to your suggestion list, particularly those with small children, diapers, but also things like ointments and other common consumables. If things get really bad, it'd be very prudent to have a supply of cloth diapers. It'll, these will become very useful under dire circumstances. Candles and matches, along with other fire-starting implements, will be very appreciated if electricity becomes unreliable. You mentioned tapes. Specifically, be sure that you have plenty of duct tape or duct tape for all you waterfowl aficionados in your supply. There's a reason for its reputation of being able to fix anything and everything. Yeah, those are good suggestions, especially given, uh, good luck though right now, stocking up on baby formula. Right. You can't get any of that. I have, I have heard stories about locals here running to the Costco when the rumored uh, arrival of a pallet is supposed to you know, uh, show up and they run down there and they get their, their two canisters that they're allowed and fight off the droves of angry parents. Hmm. Because they just need it because it's going out of style? Well, they need it for their kids. So they're buying it for their own children that are, that are uh, they're buying it suckling for their, babies? Yeah, they're buying it for their babies. Oh, okay. I don't think, 
I, I think you'd have to be a special kind of No, I've heard jerk. of some grandparents getting, getting it for their children who have children. Right, but that's still for a baby, right? If you're just going there to buy it because you could resell it or something. You... Or just to have it. Yeah, that's... Well, I think that's part of the psychology with the, the hoarding mentality. It's yeah, like, hey, sure. they're not making any more of these or we're not going to be able to get this, so I better get it now. That's the danger, one of the big dangers of the way the world is working right now. It's like, hey, we got to buy stuff because we're not going to be able to get it and we might need it later. Right. So it, it, it always is a lot more rational to stock up when, when things are not bad. That, that makes a lot more sense. It's going to be less expensive and you mm-hmm. don't, you don't have that sort of moral uh, dilemma that, that you're taking it from somebody who actually could use it. Right. So a red vine comments, she, uh, it was never an outright dislike. See, she's, 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 a. Uh, we couching know this, we her know this criticism. person is a mom. She's couching her criticism uh, when we said she doesn't like the voices or the singing, right? She's backing off. It was never an outright dislike or conversation about the voices and the singing, but perhaps some poorly concealed body language in the form of slight, she capitalizes that word, slight and occasional eye rolling. I know this person. I think she could probably pull off a pretty good eye roll. To quote a classic favorite, never trust a 15-year-old when accuracy is on the line. That sounds like um, never trust a Sicilian when death is on the line. Inconceivable. I think that might be where it comes from. As for the, she continues, as for the emergency storage question, dried fruit, canning lids, chia seeds can be used as egg substitute, also red vines. I think this person has a licorice uh, thing, thing for licorice, particularly red vines. Uh, I play the radio says prep, fuel and blinker fluid. What is blinker fluid? <laughs> it's what your blinker uses to blink off and on when you want to turn right or left. Okay. Yeah, you better go. If you don't know what you it don't is, know what you, better, is, go you better go get some. You better go check your truck. Uh, I think fuel, we can skip yes. Pepe's next com- comment, although he does provide a practical suggestion. Yeah, but then... Uh, okay, go ahead and read uh, well, it. Well, I'm not going to read it. He, well, he just he asked the question, why would you want condoms? And then I play the radio... <laughs> answers the question very detailed. He says, I pulled these from the internet. Um, he says, some of these are questionable. Um, uh, he says, don't do number eight. P.S. If you're thinking this just reads like a Beastie Boy song, you're right. So wh- why would you want condoms? Well, uh, protect your cell phone. I'm going to abbreviate some of these. Uh, filled with ice and frozen to use as ice packs for cleaning CDs. I don't understand that. I don't either. Maybe uh, we should try it. I don't have CDs really anymore. As a slingshot, as a water balloon, or to store water, to pol- to p- polish your boots and shoes, uh, over the barrel of a rifle when it's raining. You don't even have to take it off to shoot. Well, it's not very effective then, is it? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure he... Uh, he says, don't do number eight. It's something about fishing, and I'm not sure I even understand what the point there is or how that would work. That, that I think, yeah. Oh, oh, I see. To prevent it from washing off the hook. Okay. Uh, to lube, lube, the lubricant is great for dry hair. Uh, when, when swimming, <laughs> you can pr- protect against small catfish. 
that are attracted to urine and blood. Okay. Small, very small catfish. <laughs> uh, to smuggle drugs inside the body. <laughs> and <Okay>. archaeologists <laughs> use them to collect water samples from stalactites for research. So st- uh, see pick above. Uh, I'm There's assuming no picture. He's, he's copied and pasted this. Yeah. And then to protect microphones in transit, use the non-lubricated ones. And then Whitaker says, for cleaning CDs. <laughs> and Squirrely Squirrel, I don't know which Beastie Boy songs you're listening to, but Fight for Your Right would make a good episode title for this podcast. And then we kind of derail there for a minute, and then we get back on track with The Greatest Gambler. A commenter named The Greatest Gambler, he recommends James Leslie Rawls' books and uh, vlog CD for reference. Old school carpentry kit with modern adhesives, wire nails, glue, duct tape, saddles, and pack equipment. I would say you should probably have horses if you're going to have that stuff, unless you want it for trade. Uh, and then uh, 333, critical time frame and catastrophe, days, weeks, months. Okay. Whitaker says night vision candles, lighters, vodka, or other string alcohol as currency, something to black out your windows in case you want to light your house at night and don't want others to know anyone's there. And then you have supplies. For that reason, I think having gas generated just broadcast to everyone that you're a great target. You can get batteries and solar panels to charge them during the day to stay quiet and then Corey wraps us up with okay just so we can hit 20 and as a must-have travel size book of mormon or scripture set should be included that was uh that was great listeners thank you for all of your I comments declare none of thank those you, worthy you. of the t-shirt <laughs> we don't need to do a t-shirt we we committed to a t-shirt bobby we need to do a t-shirt i'm just kidding uh so like we could go for humor here, but I want to go for like serious. Okay. That's that's now you could go for humor here and then we could argue it out. But like, I have a few on my mind here that I think are really good, solid comments. Okay. Name them. Well, uh, we'll just talk through my philosophy here because I, I was telling you th- prepping is more than gear. We want to, you want to plan, you got to plan and plan and plan and plan and consider dark scenarios and you got to train and practice, right? You need to prepare spiritually. You need to network with people. You've got to consider where you live and, and whether you need to, you know, you're prepping for the location you're at or whether you're going to bug out or relocate your family or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of documentation that you have as a family that our, our society now today values identification, you know, on who you are and you might need to be able to prove who you're related to or where, where, you, where you're going that you own property or something like that or ha- or have uh information about your health needs or whatever so documentation can be something that's really important money or or the equivalence of money bar- things for barter right and then you need gear gear is kind of towards the last on my list but but also the the very last thing on the list is developing the will to act i mean we i've been looking at the whole prepper thing for a long time. And there, there've been several times I can look back in the last many, many years, the last few decades and say, look, you should have acted then you, if you would have done this, then it would have paid off big dividends, you know? And today the situation is even more dire. It's not about having a, having purchased a house at the right time or made a good investment or, you know, 
keeping a car that you should have kept or selling a car that you should have sold or something like that, you know, saving yourself trouble. I mean, we're literally, we're, we're looking at a time where there, pe- people out there are literally trying to ban free speech be, in, in the name of hate crimes. And we, we knew this was going to happen. You know, a lot of people have been talking about this. One of the one of the funny articles that I saw over the weekend was on Infowars. Somebody in L.A. had done uh, had skywritten with smoke or whatever. They'd flown their plane around and, and written Alex Jones was right in the air <laughs> over Los Angeles because he's been talking about how the left or the status are going to use all these crises to try to clamp down on our rights because they believe that in times of crisis. Individual rights, all of them, can reasonably be restricted, whatever that means. Right. So, anyway, the will to act, under, planning it, planning it out, and then deciding when you're going to actually take action, is, I think, a significant thing that I have failed on. But maybe, I, maybe I've been doing the right thing. I don't know. The the thing is, we're really approaching that point in time where good people are going to need to take more action, different, different action than they ever thought they might actually have to take. So as I'm looking through these, uh, through these comments, I think in a serious sense, I love the, the funny ones are funny, right? TBM, very funny. If you're an adult, very, very funny. Very funny. (laughs) Um, but like when, when, uh, feeding the hungry says buy the old books, that is, we we are we are living in the time of the Jaredites where their language is being corrupted. If you think that whole episode in the Book of Ether was about the the emergence of French and Spanish and Italian and Russian and Greek and that somehow God just snapped his fingers and changed all the languages, I think you're misreading that. The language is becoming corrupted. Somebody out there says something like, well, I, I can't really define what a woman is because I'm not a biologist. You know, they're changing long-held traditions and, and uh, definitions that have held the society together, and that's why the society is destroyed. So the old books is a really good comment. There are, and and who, who's one of the big champions of, of Mormonism out there that was into old books? Hugh Winder Nibley, right? Good old Professor Nibley, one of the smartest guys that any of us know of. He he had a vast understanding of the ancient material and wrote a ton of material that you know his his books aren't really books that he wrote. There's a couple that he wrote, but most of his books are compilations of his essays and his teachings where his students have compiled them by uh, into different sections because he was that great people cared that much about what he wrote at least they did 20 years ago you know and so he was into the old books some some really old books i'm not and i don't know what feeding the hungry was talking about when they were talking about old books but there's a lot of really important material out there um we're going to link to <clears throat> some stuff on survival blog and uh maybe joel skousen's website they've got some good good prep reading material but one of the things that uh, Rawls lists on his um, website for beginners is a bunch of books that you ought to have, things like that teach you what to do when there is no doctor around or when there is no dentist, you know, the, the almanacs, that, that things that help you uh, learn how to when and where to plant and what, what the cyclical long-term 
cyclical climate patterns might look like in your region. Things like that are really important. So, so I'm partial to that comment there. Buy the old books. Also, the greatest gambler I think was uh, one, was it gambler guy? What did he call himself? The greatest gambler. Yeah, he mentions James Wesley Wesley Rawls and uh, books for reference. Right. His his he sells Rawls is the guy that writes survivalblog.com. He's sort of the OG. Can we use that terminology on the podcast? The OG. Original guy. He's the original gangster. He's the he's one of the first survival bloggers. And he wrote, he, he got the domain survival blog in 2005. And he's been blogging and having people contribute to that for now 17 years. And every year he sells a thumb drive with the archives of that uh, that entire website on it because tons of people have contributed to that and given their ideas on what it takes to do certain things like have a garden or take care of animals or, or deal with uh, shortwave radio, you know, whatever, oh, everything. Tons of discussion about firearms and ammunition and where to, where to relocate to if you're going to move. You know, the whole, they run the whole gambit of uh, survivalism on that website. Um, I also like, uh, gamblers comment on old school carpentry kit. And then I also really like, uh, Whitaker's comment that the person ought to stock up on vodka or other alcohol. He says as currency, but in, in Mormon circles, we tend to, and, and I, now that I've said all that about the old, the old information, I got to say, I think Whitaker's comment about vodka fits for this crowd the criteria for the uh, for the contest really well because in a Mormon circle alcohol is going to be a very often overlooked thing that you probably want to stock up up on and have it for a variety of reasons first medical and cleaning okay alcohol is a great cleaner it's it's a great antiseptic. It's useful in all kinds of tinctures and, and medical applications. And then, as he indicates, it would be useful as currency. So and, and med, I'm not talking about... Now, rubbing alcohol is one thing. That's a good thing to have, 70 or 90% or whatever. But having uh, Everclear or vodka, you know, cl- some of those clear, high, high proof alcohols on hand is a really, really significant thing that we often overlook. So... I know I've just kind of ran off there and gave you my stream of consciousness fire hose, but those are my favorite comments from a serious standpoint here on the on the show. Yes, condoms are probably a good idea, but you're going to run out of those at some point. Is my guess. <laughs> so, learning learning how to plan pregnancies and and employ abstinence appropriately is also an important thing, which might come from the old books. So, who's your winner? Well, give me your philosophy first, and then, I mean, do you want me to pick my absolute favorite out of that? Well, I, I can give you, I, I, I I'd agree. probably go with, I'd probably at this point go with vodka. I'm willing to, which me, meaning alcohol, because it's often overlooked and it's something you could actually just stock up on it. I, I think, but, but look, I'm willing to have you change my mind here. You could go with that one. And if we do, that could actually be the t-shirt. Vodka. As a currency. Okay. That's, I'll, I'll make a note of that. Tell uh, me, give me your philosophy. Come on, Bobby. People uh, want to know what's in your head. They want to know 
how you're prepping, what you're thinking, how you're operating. Well, uh, let's start with in my head. I see a dark place. I see uh, sounds and lights and merry-go-round. You ever seen it? You ever watched the original Dumbo? And it's got that strange dream sequence in the middle of it. Is that the pink elephants? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Um, I agree with a lot of what you just said, though. Like having some like skills, different skills, like Napoleon Dynamite, right? Nunchuck skills, post staff skills, computer hacking skills are going to be really important in such a situation, right? Just just having the wherewithal, the the kind of the wits about you to figure out how to make things come together with what you've got. There's a million lists out there on the internet, right? Of things to get. And I, I think, yes, find those. And we're going to post some of those to, <clears throat> right. to today's episode. We, I did a little homework and, I've, and Bobby's, I'm sure, going to add to it some really important things. Right, Bobby? Oh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll post those up. And I know a lot of you guys are also into preparedness. So you guys need to post your favorite sites along with our stuff on the, on the comments. Like, I, it's one thing that you can go down a list and buy all the things on the list, right? I, I can have stuff in my backpack when I'm backpacking or bike packing, as I, I like to do. I can have stuff in there to fix my bike. But if I don't know how to use that stuff, then when the bike breaks, it doesn't really matter that I've got the stuff because I don't know what to do with it. Um, so you, you got to know how to use some of these things know how to cook certain things, know how to repair things, know how to make things out of, you know, can you make a fishing line or a fishing pole out of line? A, will, and, a willow. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, a willow branch. Little, little things like that. Now, I guess one of the things that... Fishing line would be a good idea. Maybe you should get the fishing line. Fishing line for fishing. <laughs> um. Fishing line is great, though. You can use that for all kinds of stuff. You oh, can, yeah. You can, you can repair... Um, Paracord's another one that's Clothing really, with it. In paracord, really you can, yeah, you can sew up stuff. You can sew up wounds with it. Uh, I've carried it with on... With fishing line, not paracord. Right. I've carried <laughs> fishing line and an upholstery needle on my bicycle trips because you can sew up a, a cut sidewall, you know, a tire. You can repair oh, wow. a tire with that. And I've, known, I've never had to do it, but I've known people who have. Uh, I have repaired a sidewall with a wrapper, uh, like a, a candy bar wrapper. Hmm. You take the tire off and uh, you clean the inside and you lay that wrapper along the cut, the inside of it. Then you put the tube in and you, know, you re- remount the tire, put the tube in and that, you inflate the tube and the tube pushes up against that wrapper. And then and it doesn't spill out the does, the tube doesn't then the break spill the out sidewall. the cut and then you can get yourself home and I I've had to do that. Cycling is a also something that looks like would be good to mention here. The if uh, we run out of gasoline or you know it, it becomes right. incredibly expensive. Yeah, you it's can a get, good you, way to get around. You can get around on a bike. It's yeah. quiet. It's uh, everybody pretty much knows how to ride a bike. Um, in the on on the survival blog, he mentions being in shape. I think that's a good idea. Doesn't mean you have to be like yoked or jacked, but just having the fitness to be able to, you know, do things without a car. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so having these different skills and having kind of, like you said, the will to do any of this. Now, one of the things that's been on my mind since we knew we were going to do this episode is 
what are we actually preparing for? It's pretty hard to know. I think in the prepper sense, we always think of like having to bug out uh, or having sort of a post-apocalyptic kind of dystopia where we're on the run or hunkering down in the mountains in a cave or a bunker. I, I don't know that we get to that point. We might. But I think what we might be seeing, at least initially here, and this is some speculation, but is is where we live in our homes and we have sort of a alternative version of normal life. But we're starting to see it, right? We have shortages of certain goods. Everything's expensive. The longer this goes on and the worse it gets, the more normal things that we are able to buy and sell and do and see and places we're able to go are going to be eliminated whether that's because you can't afford it anymore or it's just not available. And so how do we prepare for something like that? I think a lot of these lists still apply. You're talking about the slow grind. Yeah. I, and that's, I, that's one of my uh, most dark scenarios that I've considered is that, see, you've seen this happen around the world and you get these, the, these countries that devolve into communism or socialism and when they lose the handle, then it, then it tends towards balkanization like we see in the Balkans, Serbia, Herzegovina, um, Kosovo, all of those areas. And so then you get this ethnic cleansing. You get, um, like if you've read about the, the Bosnian War, man, some of the stuff that goes on over there, it's like right out of a movie. Uh, People start to, you get these black markets, cottage industries, right? Because everything's broken down and it's all about security. And um, there, there's like a, there, there's a state-run security force in place, but the people are essentially just le uh, left to fend for themselves, you know? And nobody has any money to buy anything and so they're trading and right. it, it, it can get really bad. And that could go on for a while. One one thing that's characteristic of all of that is refugees coming and going, mm -hmm. right? And people living in ho homeless camps. And we're starting to see that around the country, a lot of tent camps. In, right. A lot of big cities are being yeah, overrun by that kind of thing. Yeah. San Francisco was having a problem with the human feces because they had so many people living on the streets. So in fact, there's a lot of talk about California in general being that way right now that uh, just tons of, tons of homeless people living down there because it's a nice climate, right? And so... So the slow grind, you're laughing. I saw a, a, I saw a joke recently about that. About the climate in California? No, about the homeless population of California. They, this guy, this comedian, his name was Mark Smalls. Okay. He's, he, said, he said, you know, I read recently that California spends more on the homeless than any other state in the country. And he goes... I read that and I thought, we really should stop buying them. <laughs> it's like, we've got enough. We've got enough. <laughs> I'm not a businessman, but I think the market is saturated. Well, but he was making, you know, he was making a joke about what is a real problem in California. And a lot of the bigger cities and coastal cities are having issues with that, especially, you know, after. COVID, I think COVID, the lockdowns and such really exaggerated that problem. When, when these uh, statists destroy your economy, 
that's the type of thing that initiates the slow grind because so-and-so loses their job and then they can't contribute into the economy, the money economy, right? So then the next guy loses his job and pretty soon a high percentage of the people have lost their job and what do they need? They need food. So you get food riots, you get mm -hmm. uh, unrest over, over food and shelter and people get displaced from their homes. And so then you get these roving bands and and uh black markets it becomes like a like a movie i had a sort of a sobering thought the other day when i was again thinking about this topic i i think that and i hope i'm wrong but i think that our kids basically the generation coming of into young adulthood now people that are 25 and younger maybe i think they're the first generation in maybe a hundred years in America anyway, that realistically can't expect to do better than their parents. Yeah, I think that uh, that's been discussed in new media type of circles a mm -hmm. lot, that, right. that the American dream is essentially dead. We're seeing things like, uh, for example, this is, this is just one of the most blatant, obvious, brain-damaged examples here. The Biden administration just revoked or, or, or pulled a couple of oil leases off the table before they even put them up for auction just because, because they're evil, okay? Right. When, when the gas prices are high, when oil companies are ready to make investments, they, they didn't even put them up for auction. And they said it was because of lack of interest, which was bullcrap. It doesn't even matter if there was interest. They need, if somebody picked them up for a song... At least those people, that somebody, that oil company or whoever, would be intending to drill and go out and this is what develop the oil. All this stuff happening is it's, it's deliberate. It's by design. It's deliberate. It's de it, they're making our lives harder. They're trying. To, they're doing everything they can to make our lives worse. And so prepping is a way to hedge against that type of a thing. And I think the slow grind is a good way to. Well, to but describe see, I it. think that I think that. As I was as I was going through uh, my thought process long ago, I landed on the idea that look, if you prepare for nuclear war, you're going to be prepared for everything. And nuclear nuclear war encapsulates all of the problems. You know, you've got fallout, you've got uh, the air air is polluted, water can be polluted, whatever, and you, you're going to have the typical problems associated with war like refugees and having to potentially leave your home or what roving armies whatever so so being prepared for that scenario kind of covers all the other ones and you you can kind of branch out from there to see what what you might need to do but what i wanted to say is that this this intentional destruction of america is going to be coupled with a broader war in my opinion this is the opinion of jordan bruno not necessarily the opinion of Bobby Flood, but the opinion of Jordan and Bruno is that we are headed in that direction, and it may be a nuclear war. I think that the uh, American oligarchy or the Western oligarchy is doing everything they possibly can to goad Vladimir Putin into using a tactical nuclear weapon. Remember, we're the only country that's ever used him, and we act like we're high and mighty, like we're, we're, the, we're the gold standard of morality or something. But... And, and I guarantee you, the minute anybody else uses one, we're going to act like the sky has fallen and, and that uh, they need to be destroyed by nuclear weapons. Okay, so there's this huge hypocrisy here. But 
I think that's kind of where it's headed because what do you do when your population starts to complain? You change the subject, right? And how do you clear the bankruptcies of kingdoms and countries? War. You've got to re... I think they, if they really want that great reset that they've been talking about, they have to far more dramatically reset the system than just coronavirus mandates and all that crap. People were starting to fight against them. And I think, I think they've burnt that out. I, I think they're going to have a hard time. They may try with, quote, new pandemics, but I think people are less concerned about uh, uh, a phantom sickness that kills a fraction of a percentage of the people that catch it, right? That, I think the, the polling is showing that right now. People are, are over the fear and they're, they're far less concerned about that well, the, than they the, are about the number one concern, just living. The number one concern on everybody's list right now, according to these polls, is overwhelmingly inflation. Which is money, right? It's money and the ability to survive. Yeah, it's just regular living. And that's what's being attacked. And that's intentional. Remember a few episodes ago, you were complaining about the cost of milkshakes at JCW? Yeah, yeah. What are they at now? Eight bucks, nine bucks? The large ones are 10 bucks. 10 and, and bucks? I heard some real world complaining about that at, at church yesterday. Oh, really? We were talking that's real about... world? Church is real world? Well, just... Uh, <laughs> We're talking, it, it came up, chamber. right? But people are talking about, people are talking about this stuff just out there in, in polite conversations. So maybe I just have a low threshold of pain and they have a higher threshold. I don't know. No, they were complaining about the cost of milkshakes. And then that, that spilled into, we were, we were talking about the inflation, you know? You want I just want to give a shout out to In-N-Out Burger, by the way. I love those guys. If you pick up one of their cups, you look underneath the rim of the bottom of the cup and it says something like Proverbs. Yeah, there's or, scripture. Or, or John 3, 8, uh, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So and this, is, this is a good Christian organization. I think they have a, a vertical monopoly on their production <clears throat> uh, and transportation and stuff like that. They, they run the farms and whatnot, but they have not raised their prices very much, if right. at all. And I, I, that's why I want to give a shout out. Now, don't go over there and overwhelm them and, and cause them to raise, raise their prices. Sneak in there. <clears throat> tell them Jordan Bruno sent you. You can't also, get any sort of a discount for that. But. I think uh, I, th- I think the hot dog and a drink at Costco is still a dollar. Oh, yeah. Let's give a shout out to the, even though Costco is a statist <laughs> right. organization, uh, yeah, the dollar fifty hot dog at Costco. And you get a drink with that yeah. and a refill. Now, I don't know if the hot dog has shrunk in size. I don't think so. Shrinkflation, they call that. A lot of other things have shrinkflated at Costco, but I don't think yeah. the hot dog has gone down yet. Still a big hot dog. <clears throat> but look, In-N-Out Burger's great. They, they deserve uh, accolades. They, they're paying their kids a lot of money to work there. And they always have been a leader as far as fast food uh, wages. And I think their burgers are pretty good. Yeah. Look, anyway, yeah, JCW's... I am still not going to come over to your. I'm still. I'm still boycotting. They've always been expensive, but now with the, they have an excuse, right? They can be really expensive with the inflation. Yeah. Ten dollars well, for a milkshake. That that milkshake better be. It better a, sing a, to a, you. It better be the size <laughs> of a gallon jug. You can you can get a gallon of ice cream for less than ten dollars. You can get a gallon of ice cream with like mix-ins. Yeah. Like cookies and cream or right. chocolate chips. 
Yeah, I, I have started to notice more and more, though. I think I think for a bit here, you know, our governor loves to talk about how amazing the economy here is in Utah. And of course, it's propped up by federal dollars, just like everything else. And a lot of quote unquote unicorn companies that don't turn a profit. But we, I think this in the inflation get, gets here a little slower than maybe the coasts, but it's here. The gas prices are up. The groceries, pri- grocery prices are up. I don't even want to look at like what cars or homes cost right now. I think there's a lot of, I think we're starting to see the slowing in the economy, which will lead to certain deflation in certain areas. And uh, I noticed this at Costco the other day in the form of a lot of, there's a lot of discounts on products that you don't need, like a uh, Vitamix blender, a $400 blender. You don't need that. You can, mm-hmm. it, it's down to, I don't know, 350 or 300 or something like that. A lot of these electronics, you know, things, things that you really don't need, there's these sales on. There was a ton of sales on stuff like this when I was last in there. But like none of the food is on sale. There's right. like very few things that are marked down. Because it's hard to get and everyone Everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. it yeah, it, so the stuff you need is going to be expensive and the stuff you don't need, it's going to be, they're going to be trying to sell it. So that to me is a sign of a slowing economy. Anyway, let's get back to your, your philosophy. We've, we've been uh, tangentizing here. Get back to the list. What uh, what else well, do you think about these <clears throat> comments? Uh, I, I like the comments. Thanks everybody for participating, by the way. And yeah, thank um, you. We have zero comments on our current episodes. So maybe we need to incentivize more comments. I, I don't know if could, we can afford a T-shirt a week. No, but maybe maybe like once a quarter or something. We we produce a T-shirt. <clears throat> and maybe we'll make them more widely available so people can buy them. Maybe we do like limited edition runs. Like this time we're going we're gonna to do 20. <clears throat> but we'll see. We'll see. Speaking <laughs> after we just get done talking about uh, financial hardships and things you need and don't need. Um, <clears throat> I like the bucket of candy idea. Um, I think that's a, that's a nice idea. <clears throat> But I, I'm with you. I think um, I think I like the books comment because that's a an underrated thing. It has had nothing to do with food or like survival. But I think preserving those things and having that knowledge, having something to read that isn't just trash, right? I think it's going to be important in in such a time. Plus, again, as you've said, our language is being completely ruined right now. I mean, completely. I, I, mean, I mean, words. Don't so many important words like man and woman and vaccine and case right, vaccine like don't mean what <clears throat> don't mean what they've always meant and pandemic right pandemic that Bi- means biology somebody, pandemic means somebody in China got sick <laughs> right <laughs> so being you know I, I I've mentioned this series of books before the uh, the Way West trilogy by A B Guthrie Jr. Um, that's an older set of books written in the 40s or 50s, I think, um, about the the westward movement in America. And there's words in there that have meanings, right? That like that don't even mean the same thing they, you know, they used to mean. But I just think old books like that is it's important, not only for the meaning of words, but for the way we used to tell stories, uh, the topics that we used to tell stories uh, about, and you know difficult topics mm-hmm. 
Saw a stupid post from the mayor of Chicago, the little Lightfoot lady. I think that's her name, Lightfoot. She was. She said something about, I'm in Texas reading banned books, and she showed a picture of herself reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and I'm like, you've never read that book. But uh, She's reading banned books in Texas? Is that because they banned them in Illinois? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot <laughs> there's of questions There's so much to there. say about that. <laughs> And I don't think To Kill a Mockingbird is truly banned. You can buy it and check it out and get it. Um, well, Mark Twain is almost entirely banned at this point, isn't he? Uh, maybe in certain certain circles. I mean, maybe he's hard to find in a school. But I, I Dr. Seuss got banned. But having having these old books is is valuable, especially older versions. Before you know, because one of the one of the nice uh, convenient things that they can do with Kindle books or like websites is scrub them up, change them. Oh yeah. And so they might say, no, 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 no. It, it never used that word. Look at it. It says this approved word. Right. Nina Yankovic has approved having, having this a, word. Having older copies of the scriptures is sometimes useful for that reason. Right. The footnotes change. Sometimes chapter punctuation will change, chapter headings will change, whole whole new sections will be inserted into the Doctrine and Covenants in 1981, things like that. And I'm talking about the excerpts of <coughs> Wilford Woodruff's addresses, not the declarations. So it looks like it comes down to either buy the old books or the vodka comment. That's where you would take it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that you kind of took it there too, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're, I got to speak first, so I want to make sure this is truly your opinion, Mr. Flood. Are we doing any consolation prizes or it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. We were already, we could say we would read your comment on the air, but we just did that. We just read your comments on the air. Buy the old books could also be the t-shirt. Buy the old books. Yeah, that could be. Vodka as a currency. (laughs) <laughs> so uh okay are you ready i, I mean like who, who's gonna go first here because if i had to pick one i think for practical reasons yeah i don't know the i was gonna say vodka but the old books is uh I, I'm leaning towards books because it. we asked for underrated suggestions. I think everybody's got alcohol on their lists. That's a pretty common thing to find on survival lists, whether it's for you to drink, to burn, to clean with, to trade with. I think that's on a lot of lists. See, this is a problem, though. If, you're, if it's run for the hills time, you've got to be very selective in the books that you get. Yeah, if it's run for the hills time, you're not going to be carrying a bunch of glass bottles of vodka either. No, you're not. But there so you've got to be really selective. But I think I like the book's idea because there is certain information that we need to preserve. And we have an example of that in the Book of Mormon mm-hmm. where Lehi sends his sons back for the record, right. the record of their civilization so that they can keep their civilization on track with how they understand it to be best and they even point told. out to preserve the language of our yeah. fathers. Right, which was the language of the Egyptians mm-hmm. in the learning, with the lear- coupled with the learning of the Jews. So, and we see the opposite happen. We know what happened to a civilization that lost their language. Yeah. In the, in the uh, Jaredite. 
So I, I really do like that a lot. Um, but again, it, it comes with caveats and nuances, right? Yeah, you can't shoot. Well, you can shoot a book. You can burn a book. You can't fire the book at someone else. And they say the pen is mightier than the sword, but only when cooler heads prevail, right? You could use them as currency, though. You could trade a old copy of you gotta, something for something. In conjunction with this, I do recommend the movie the book of Eli. Mm-hmm. It's not, if I remember right, there's nothing really too offensive in it. I think it is rated R, but uh, it's a great movie for a lot of reasons. And I won't give out any spoilers if you haven't seen it. Okay. Bobby Flood. But uh, okay, I'm willing to go with you on that. Feeding the Hungry. I am not sure I know who this person is. Me neither. You are the winner of the first MindVirus.show t-shirt giveaway for your comment, buy the old books. Congrats. Congratulations. And now the t-shirt itself, does it say buy the old books? Do we come up with something else? I like that. Why not? Why give them their own personalized t-shirt? All right. I like it. If that solves our problem, we don't even have to think about it anymore. <laughs> no, it's a good... <laughs> I, I, I agree because it's a good comment, too. All right. The rest of you can save your anger and your pitchforks for later. We don't need to hear it. This is our show and our rules, and we decide we are your single source of truth. <laughs> By the way, uh, Yacinda, your favorite uh, New Zealand your favorite. prime minister, <laughs> also tested positive for the COVIDs. So, really, all of these COVID zealots. I thought they had a are, zero tolerance policy down there. Yeah. Have I, they cut I, her head I, off yet? I, I mean, don't. I was curious if she checked herself in for one of their own, her own quarantine maybe they're camps. Gonna, yeah, cut her head off to spite her face and the COVID. But Spencer Cox her. here, you know, he said that he tested positive with mild symptoms and he was going to isolate for five days and mask for 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throw in a few Hail Marys there we, and we'll all be happy. We live in the dumbest of times. We really do. We live in, we are, we are living through the most absurd era of maybe of all of human history. And it's something to behold. I'm speechless. You are absolutely right. Period, full stop. It's crazy time. Well, do we? Uh, it's probably almost time to wrap this up. Well, yeah. Any any other thoughts on preparedness here? I think this is a good. Like, well, I I think we should spend a little bit more time here talking about what we're going to post on the website because I I hope that if you don't feel confident in your preps right now, that you'll take a look at some of the stuff we we post up on the on the. There's site. a lot of great places out there in the internet, like the survivalblog.com that will take you through. If you're starting at zero, at zero, right? And most of you probably aren't. There's probably stuff in your home that you already have that could work. But if you're starting at, at zero or from scratch, there's some good beginner guides and step-by-step things. It is going to get harder, I think, this summer because I think certain things are going to be harder to get and more expensive to get, like canned goods and who knows what else, right? Right. But I like I like um, this. You know, James Rawls. His he, his he, philosophy and the process, the the thought process he goes through is really good. He says skills beat gadgets and practicality beats style. And uh, I think 
that's a good kind of way to approach everything. Some gadgets are nice. You know, we've talked about like SteriPen, for example. It's a nice way to purify some water. But you also should know how to purify water without any of that kind of stuff, without a filter, without a SteriPen. Just being able to, to find good sources of water and then boil it, which means you might need to be able to make a fire from without a lighter, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> from scratch. That's something I probably don't know how to do is to create a flame just with like friction. I mean, I've tried, you know, or flint and steel. Flint and steel is another good thing that you can reuse over and over. That's not going to run out of fuel. L- yeah. Lighters are really interesting. Um, as I read about the Bosnian war, it turned out there was a little bit of a cottage industry where people would ref- refill those non-refillable lighters mm-hmm. because they're just so darn useful, you know, for starting a fire. Yeah. So having a bunch of those on hand is a good barter. And item. those are usually pretty cheap too. Yeah, at least they used to be. <clears throat> Gas prices have gone up. Uh, <laughs> Everything's gone up. But look, on the on the website page for this episode, which will be episode 75, right? Yeah, I think so. That's a big a big number. Uh a milestone here. 75, the big prep episode. <clears throat> on that page, we will be posting links to a lot of uh, Rawls material uh to some Muskausen stuff and Rawls has a really good section on getting started. And so if you haven't gotten started or you want to kind of review your your philosophy to see if you've uh got any gaps in your philosophy, take a look at that. He recommends starting out with a list of lists because it usually does the the even though training and and preparation and all that stuff is part of the equation, usually the first thing we gravitate towards is, hey, I need to get some things, right? And so he recommends that you make a list of lists. And uh, Joel Skousen has also made a list of lists called 10 Packs for Survival. You can purchase that. I did find a place online where somebody has it reproduced. It might not be, uh, it might, that might be a unsanctioned, uh, anti-copyright version of it. I don't know, but you can at least see what Skousen wrote about 10 or 20 years ago when he wrote his 10 packs for survival. He's got 10 different categories of things that you, uh, ought to consider when you're trying to get, get the gear ready. And he has uh, food, water, medicine, transportation which is different than travel his transportation is a talking about a vehicle and a bicycle and a motorcycle rather than the things you would need while you're traveling talks about communications uh, general equipment self-defense tools and then barter so he has covered a lot of the a lot of the same ground in a slightly different way than Rawls so it'd be interesting to look at his list and compare that to Rawls' list of lists. I think but we, every situation's different. That's what I wanted to say. You should look at your situation and make your list of lists. I think because we picked a winner um, based on the suggestion to get books, we should link to a few books that we, w- we would buy or if we don't already have um, to own some of the old books. Yeah, and I'd love to get the listeners' comments on what, what that information is that we should save. Yeah, uh, especially from our winner, um, feed the feeding feed, the hungry. Feeding the hungry. Let us know <clears throat> what books. What books do you want? Uh, would you sir, uh, suggest? By the way, feeding the hungry. You're going to have to figure out how to get in touch with us 
to give us your address and your shirt size. Yeah, we have a do we we have an email set up, don't we? I there's an email on the comment and an and an IP address. I will try to notify them. But but, we, but a lot of people are putting in fake information there. We're not selling your information to anybody other than Pfizer. Yeah, we're just giving it away. <laughs> not selling it. We're not selling it. Yeah. Um, but don't we have it? We we have an email address, right? We have an email address. Yeah. Because Feed the Hungry could send us a note too. But how would we know for sure it was Feed the Hungry? Someone could say like, oh, I'm claiming my shirt. I'm Feed the we'll Hungry. Con- we'll contact you, <laughs> Feed the Hungry. We'll, we'll, don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah. I can already think. I can already just see Dr. Nick Riviera pretending to be Feed the Hungry so he can win. Well, that could, that presents another interesting thing. There could be, Dr. Nick could be running three or four different personas. It's, it's all possible. He might have, he might, Dr. Nick may have made comments under several personas trying to win. How do I know that you aren't all of those comments? Me? Yeah. That's a good question. Hmm. That's it. Contest over. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just lost all of Bobby's trust. We're I'm going to have to, to, I'm going to have to get the, Department of Homeland Security Dif- Disinformation Governance Board involved. We'll list some books. <laughs> we we should list some books, yeah. We, we should list some books, and we're going to put up on the website, like I indicated, all, links to all of this stuff. If you want to fill in some of your gaps or, or read a little bit more uh, about different preparedness philosophies. And seriously, please post. Are we going to have to do another... Not today, but please post your thoughts and your favorite websites and your favorite information. Make make this preparedness episode great again. page <laughs> great again. Make this preparedness episode page that we're going to put up on the website a good resource for people that come that want to find information about prepping or whatever whatever you think is important. Please post it up there. Long pause for dramatic effect. I am looking for Feed the Hungry here on the website. Feeding the Hungry. My iPad battery just died, which is uh, another reason to buy the old books, paper copies of the old books. I think Feeding the Hungry might have given us a fake email address. Okay. I don't know. If you are feeding the hungry, please let us know who you are through back channels. You can uh, send us an email at, I believe it's owner at mindvirus.show. I think. Or you can leave a... Yeah, well, yeah, we'll go from there. Yes. Okay. Good enough, Bobby. Flood. Good enough. I enjoyed the conversation. Yes. Yeah, always. Uh, just to kind of wrap up, find ways in, in your life to be prepared, what, what, whatever that means, right? I think, I think something that gets overlooked on a lot of these survival lists, and one of them, uh, survivalblog.com, he does not overlook this aspect of it, but is to be prepared spiritually. 
to be in tune with God. However you worship God, be in tune and try to figure out what what he intends for you to do and and his will for mm-hmm. you during these difficult situations because we are in I, I i think it's like every day there's something we're clearly new, in right di- we're, we're clearly not in kansas anymore and I, I agree with what you're saying here we need to take action now we need to change our lives this is part of the repentance process okay i'm not talking about spencer kimball's miracle of forgiveness here we're talking about changing your mind expanding your mind that involves actually doing some things so when you when you figured out what's what's different you know how how you're looking at the world differently you actually need to take action and and do some different things like if you've decided you need to get into self-defense right don't just buy the gun figure out how to safely go out and train get some get some time uh practicing get get it outfitted you know don't one thing that a lot of people overlook when they buy uh, a rifle or a pistol is the holster or the sling it's like look you're not going to be just packing that around in your in your pants pocket that's a movie thing right right to put it in you're your waist gonna, belt yeah you're not going to stick it in your the small of your back uh, yeah that's going to fall out pretty quick if you've ever tried that you can carry it there but get it inside the waistband kydex holster yeah or, or leather Right, you you you're gonna you're gonna have to fill in all the gaps, uh, get the uh, the required accessories to to be able to actually use the items that you have. That that uh, example about firearms is just an example, but you need to practice it. Like if you're if you're planning to have wheat on hand, you probably should practice grinding it and making bread. That's your first step with wheat. Okay, mm-hmm. and that. It's good. It can be good stuff as long as you know how to use it, right? And it can be nutritional for for you and your family. But you need to actually do it. And um, networking is another thing. Getting to know people in your neighborhood. Getting to know people that are not in your neighborhood. You know, like-minded individuals. <laughs> right now, everybody's a prepper, so it's going to be more of a philosophy thing. Like, hey, are you a, a prepper who believes that we're all going to? listen to the government or are you one that has realized that the jig is up and they're all lying to us, you know, cause you don't want to get caught with a crowd that's going to drop their, um, drop everything and, and, uh, sign up for the government to take care of them when, when they <clears throat> promise and they will promise to take care of us. Uh, they'll do more than promise. I think they'll try to require it. You're going to have exactly. to, you're going to have to turn in all your stuff, all your food storage, all your gear. You need to turn it into a collective and it'll be distributed fairly so that all may thrive. And don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Be very careful about who you're networking with, but find those like-minded people and um, begin talking about these things and, you know, make, make the actual changes, do the actual stuff. Don't just get the gear. You gotta, you gotta start acting like you believe what you're saying or what you're thinking. And you know what? That's something that uh, I, Jordan Bruno, probably ought to take to heart too. You mm-hmm. know how to actually start putting my money where my mouth is, acting like I um, believe what I'm saying. Right. <clears throat> I hope, I hope that those of you that know me personally see that. And and if if you uh, do know me, and uh, you think I'm not, <laughs> if you think I'm behaving in a hypocritical manner, please. Point that out. Help me get it fixed. Now is the time. Now is the time where uh, we can still take action and 
I mean, I, I don't know how, how else to say it. Things are happening. Well, that's a good, uh, good note to end on. Things definitely are happening and there's things that we can do. There's actions we can take to help us not only survive, but to thrive during these difficult, difficult situations that we are experiencing and will experience. And also be, be of good cheer, right? I think that's a big part of thriving in these situations. Yes, it's, it can get dire. I don't think it's good to dwell on it. Find the good. Find, you know, ignore these jerks that are trying to ruin our lives as much as you can, right? Be together with friends. Congregate together. Do the things that uh, you and your family love to do as much as you can. And that doesn't mean you got to spend a lot of money. It doesn't mean you got to go a lot of places but you can still be together and do things and uh, kind of put a thumb in the face or the eye of these jerks, these status evil doers that are trying to ruin Western civilization and will probably succeed. Well, yeah, society is going to change. That's the thing we got to recognize. Things are going to change, but we can have an effect on how it affects us. We can have an effect on our lives and the lives of people around us. And we need to try to affect that change. And that's why, you know, that's why Bobby and I like to talk about what makes a good society because it's happening. This, this is not Kansas anymore. And it's not, it's not your father's Oldsmobile. It's not, it's not your great grandfather's United States of America. Okay. It's not even your dad's United States of America. Things, things have dramatically changed. Go watch that documentary, 2,000 Mules, okay? It's unequivocal evidence of a stolen election. It's just in your face. You've got, you've got to really, really want not to believe it. If you watch that movie, you've really got to want to not believe it, to, to not be able to see what happened there. And it's very clear that this has been going on for a long time, and people are waking up to it, and that's why they're re- they're trying to reset the society. That's why they need a war. So uh, you guys be the heroes in this story and and get it together. And let's let's figure out what uh, as we all discuss with each other. What what are the principles that that uh, make for good society? What are those things that that bring good people together that help to eliminate um, bad ideas, bad practices? evil, iniquity, whatever. And I'm not talking about Protestant Ten Commandments type of stuff. I'm talking about Declaration of Independence stuff where we respect each other's rights and ideas and figure out how to, uh, to cooperate in spite of differences of opinion. In the real world, not in the, not in the I don't know what a woman is world, okay? <laughs> there are some lines. I don't even know what a biologist is. Right, there's some lines there that you just have to say, look, that's mentally ill. That's, that's mental yeah. illness. We can't, you can't have that. That's one good point about a good society is you can't have a, a good society where the language is always being corrupted and where you can't say what a woman is, you, you know, where, where, where the, the frogs are turning gay all the time on you. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. They're going to turn the frogs gay. I think he was right about that. I think Alex Jones was right. But this is about the destruction of Western society. It's about the destruction of order, about the destruction of uh the system that makes it possible for us to 
exist in the way that we've been existing. They don't want you to exist in a self-sufficient way. That's the thing. So we've got to we've got to get back in touch with those ideas that allow us to respect each other in that way. To to value somebody's contribution when it's greater greater than ours or or uh congratulate them when they when they succeed rather than saying how do I get a slice of that, you know? Right. And then and then using that as inspiration in our own lives to to do better and improve the society. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh find us again at uh mindvirus.show. Congratulations to Feeding, Feeding the, hungry. the Hungry. I hope we can get in touch with you. Remember, and- email us at owner. That's owner at mindvirus.show. I will make sure that that email address is working by the time <laughs> that we get, uh, you, out there. we get this out there. And um, if you're faking being feeding the hungry, we're going to figure this out, guys. We will find you. We will, we will come for you. We will not ban you from the podcast. We will simply make fun of you every podcast for the foreseeable future if you try to horn in on feeding the hungry's prize we'll go Liam Neeson on you Taken Taken 2 Taken 3 the other movie did that wasn't called Taken that was just Taken okay yeah, yeah. okay you've you've been duly warned by Mr. <laughs> Flood alright everybody have a great week we will talk to you again soon <laughs>